Well, a very warm welcome, ladies and gents, and welcome back once again to the Humble Climb podcast. Thank you so much for, again, tuning in, showing us so much love, subscribing, commenting, liking, and everything that it is. We're uh, we're continuing to, continuing to grow, and I'm absolutely loving it. I can't – I've got to start off by saying a massive, massive thank you to uh, the people that are helping making this happen, starting from, obviously, Marissa at Gigi Hair and Kids down in Berkeley Street. So a big, big thanks to Marissa if you need your hair cut, blow-away, straightened, foiled, you name it, go and see Marissa. Marissa and even your kids. So might be a good one for you, Shireen, with your two little ones. Absolutely. Well, even just for myself, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'll get your free blow wave. That's fine. Oh, I've got done. connections there. b Car and Truck Repairs. They're doing amazing things with James and Ava today. This weekend, they're off to Ipswich. So they're always traveling. So a big thank you. Medical Aesthetic and Renew Skin Clinics. The absolute best when it comes to skin revitalize, revitalization. I need them. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, my mum goes and sees um, the, one of the goats there. It's her name is oh. Zena. So if you ever need something around the, the, the forehead lines. What are you trying to say here? I'm not saying anything. I'm just trying to say that the time might come. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. <laughs> not that you need it yet. So be, make sure you please go and see Medical Aesthetic and obviously Renew Skin Clinics. Their logos are all down the bottom banner. Tama, the DJ for all your events. He's fantastic at what he does. Great source of music. So make sure you continue to get involved with him. Wall-to-wall prints, they're amazing. So obviously you've got a have you, have you got a gymnastic background or any sports background or anything, Shireen? Definitely not. What, why would you say that? Well, just do reason being. <laughs> well, it's more the fact of that, the, that if you do have anything, you want to get like a, a jersey uh, onto a, a nice frame or something hanging mm. in the house. Go and see James I'll from Walton Wall Prince. Birthday. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So James is amazing. They're just based locally in Cheltenham, which is amazing. And you've got to have some some treats to take home after today for your oh. kids. They're going to love it. The Bonza Snowballs, they're incredible. Uh, this one here is the marshmallow coconut and soft chocolate coating. And then obviously this one here is your marshmallow sherbet. They're fantastic. I'm on a bit of a, of a health kick at the moment. You might not think, but I am. <laughs> So you guys are going to take these home. The kids are going to love them after school. I don't know if it's going to make it to the kids. They're but, fantastic. Uh, so you're yeah. going to love them. So a big thank you to everyone for continuing to get around us the way that they do. And uh, I, I've got to give also a shout out as well. And please keep this in the video is, is, is Braden that's sitting to my left. He's amazing at what he does. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank him enough. So your support's always incredible. And uh, today's a bit of a different episode. We've got a friend mm -hmm. of mine on. Her name's Shireen. Yes. I don't know the surname, though. You don't need to know the surname. <laughs> Shireen's a friend. No, Shireen Wissar. Shireen Wissar. She's mm. a, she is an awesome, awesome friend of mine. We're sort of, I'd almost say, reconnected yes. through the local coffee shop um, down here in Oakley. Yes. Um, and a mutual friend of ours, Nick Katsakis, who uh, put us in touch with one another and said, hey, I think you guys have got some really cool things in common with what what you're both wanting to do mm. on your podcast space. And, and a bit of a different one. Shireen came to me with the idea of, hey, Dim, maybe it might be an idea to interview you. you. Yeah. So roles were reversing a little bit. So... Um, Love a good role reversal. Yeah, it's changing <laughs> up, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to change up. So it's um, I'm I'm on the other hand today, so I'm no not so much the host. Mm. I'd almost call it Shireen takes over. I love um, it. The humble climb, <laughs> which is cool. So a massive, massive welcome to Shireen. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on. No, definitely. Thank you. And you know what's been so amazing because I have listened to your podcasts, and what's been cool is that you know throughout your podcast there are like little pockets of Dimmy that we we learn about, and I'm like, oh, I want, I really want to know a little bit more about that or a little bit more about that and you don't really give enough there so that's why I thought it would be so good to have this conversation so we can really understand who you are and what you come with who you represent all of that I love it I love it I think it'll be cool um obviously I've given a little snippet at the start before we started yeah. the humble climb that went for about 13 odd minutes um and that was just a little brief synopsis but you can never 
uh, summarize your life in 13 minutes mm. or 14 minutes. Um, so I was certainly open to it. It did take me some time to think about it because mm. obviously I'm a bit of a guarded person. But at the same time, I thought, let's do it. Why not? What have we got to hide? So I've told you very clearly, nothing's off limits. Mm. Um so I guess I pass the baton on to you and Oof. you do your thing, Shireen. Oh, what an honour. The, the Egyptian queen, I call her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll definitely take that. But I'll just start firstly by saying it is a absolute honour, like to be in this space, to be able to interview you. I have so much respect for you. And, you know, before coming on here, because one of the things about podcasts, right, is that, you know, you've got to go and do your research on the person. So here I am down Eaton Mall in Oakley and I'm like, let me slag this guy out, right? <laughs> let me go out there and go, oh my God, do you know what? I just bumped into Dimmy. He's such an idiot, huh? What do you reckon of him? And, you know, they're like, what? Dimmy from the from Buxton, Dimmy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a, I meant to do a podcast with him. I really don't want to do it. And, you know, consistently every single person said the same amazing things about you and nobody, nobody bit. There was no bites to that. And everyone was just like, oh my God, he's such a pure soul. It's all he's got, I know. Huh? <laughs> no, but it was really beautiful. Just the consistency of who you are in the community and what people think of you. And you're just so, you know, nobody knows whether you're having a shit day or a good day. And I don't know whether that's a great thing or not, but, you know, you've always got this this energy about you that is just so calming, so caring, so charismatic, and people are just drawn to you. So you this me, is- oh, I cried last week. I'll get them off again. <laughs> And sorry for the story language. Yeah, no. Oh, no, swearing's off limits? <laughs> I, I try, you know what it is? I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying to just yeah. myself as a person. I'm just trying to, um, yeah, that's all. I'm just, I'm always trying to get better. Yeah, yeah. Why are you always trying to get better? Um, well, I'm always trying to get better. I think, uh, one, the world's changing. Mm. So I probably have a, I'd almost say a politically correctness about myself. Mm. Um, that I don't want to um, give off the wrong vibe to someone. Um, mm. But also I guess it's probably me just being authentic yeah. as well. So um, I probably in a, I'm in a stage now where if you had asked me to do this podcast five years ago, I would have said no. When I first started thinking about it, it was two, three years ago. But mm. again, I wasn't fully immersed in it. I think you need to – I think I always need to try and get better. Yeah. That's that's all. I think as people, we can always get better. We can improve. We can learn. One of the biggest things that's always a stumbling block for me and my closest family and friends will know it is that I really, really struggle to let go of past mistakes that I've made. I really, really, really struggle to to let go of that. Um, can I ask you a question on this? Why yeah. is it important for you to hold on to past mistakes? Um, I think I try and keep them myself as a guarding tool so mm -hmm. that I don't do them again. Um, you know, I'm not the type realistically that I can just look at something and think, uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should be better and move on. I sort of, I do have a lot of, I'd almost say I, I probably punish myself to a degree mm. um, of not uh, doing that same thing again. Um, so whatever it might be, if it might be, um, let's just say, you know, you get into an argument with someone at work Um which hasn't happened, but I'm just saying as an example, let's say we've had an, a, an argument with someone at work or you've spoken to someone in a, in a, in a, in a crude way that, you know, you didn't take into account how they might be feeling on that day. Or I've had an argument, you know, and I talk it often, often I've had an, like I had an argument last week with mum, classic example. Mm. We had an argument last week with mum and, um, you know, for me as a, as a human, I was just having a, a, a shitty day 
and um, I probably went a bit further than what I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so little things like that, I guess, is that for me, you know, you always, you take that adrenaline rush and then you think, shit, like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have peaked like that. Not that I peak, but you yeah, get what I'm saying. I do. Um, so I, I, I just try and uh, safeguard my things on, on that stuff, on that mm. style. So important because like you're 29, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're 30 in two weeks. Woo. Yeah. Really? 30 in two weeks. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit because that's that's huge. That's yeah, massive. It's a big, you know, going from like your 20s to your 30s. That is three weeks. It's three weeks, sorry. What date is it? What date's your birthday? 7th of July. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm a, I'm a, seven, I'm a, seven. I'm a cancer, yeah. Mm, I don't know what that means. I don't do the star sign. Neither do I, but all I know is, is that a lot of cancers are very sensitive. Okay. Um, but do you do you put these labels like so, so someone says, for example, someone who's cancer is sensitive do you then go oh that's me i must be sensitive i'm going to classify myself as being sensitive look probably not as much because i'm so into my faith mm. um yes. so probably not i'm not the you know i used to read the horoscope as an example like um so probably not as much anymore um i just know it's like more of a background thing that oh mm. cancers are known to be sensitive mm. um so but i own it I'm like, yeah. yeah, man, I cry. I, I like, I, I cry. I'm sen- I'm hundred percent sensitive. Like there is not even a joke about that. Mm. Um, now whether that's a cancer thing or it's just me as a person, which I think it's probably me as a person. Great. Um, but yeah, probably more with my faith stuff that I'm aligned with, mm-hmm. um, and how much I respect my faith is, um, why I probably don't look into it as much. I would say. What was, what was the last thing you cried about? Um, Oh, I had a bit of a tear last week with the ebony stuff, but mm-hmm. before that, um, I I actually cried pretty heavily when I was in Greece last year, mm-hmm. um, and I was in driving to dinner, um, and I remember this day actually. I was driving to dinner, um, thinking about my grandparents and the trip that they made from Greece to Australia and the life that they sort of helped wow. set up. So, yeah, that was a pretty big cry. That one there. Um, so, yeah, I can cry. Like, there's no doubt. Sometimes if I need to get it out but I can't, mm-hmm. I'll put on like a Delta Goodrum. <laughs> or like um, there's this cas- – have you ever heard of this Cascader? Every time we touch, slow version on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, the slow version gets me. So you so you want to cry? Do you oh, find it therapeutic? Like if I feel like it's – no, it's more if I feel like it's bubbling away. Mm. Like if it's bubbling away in the surface but I just can't get it out, yeah. I'll see you later, I'm out. Like that's it. I'll put on Delta Goodrum or Cascade every time we touch slow version. Uh, my heart will go on. Celine Dion. Yeah, I've got a whole. I love that you're admitting to this. Yeah, 100% <laughs> own it. Own it. Absolutely. If you if you don't own it, like I just don't. Th- I think we we try and construct this view of the world. Mm. Um, like I love social media because I love social media. What I hate about social media is the pretentiousness of it. Mm-hmm. I hate that it, it doesn't prov- that people feel the need to not provide this um, realness and authentic platform of how they're feeling. I mean, we just might see a celeb as an example um, that um, is struggling after giving birth to a child. Awesome. Love it. It's so real. It's authentic. Um, But the majority of stuff is all, um, I'm at this restaurant. And look, I fall to that as well. Let's be honest. Like if I go, I love, I love eating food, obviously, but I love going to a nice restaurant. See, if I put it up, I want, I don't put it up for people's satisfaction. I put it up because I'm just like, well, man, I I enjoy it. I'm a foodie. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but for me, it's about being authentic. Like I, I, don't, I don't care. I genuinely could not care who thinks what of me. Mm. Um, and it probably got to a point with the real estate competitiveness. So I'm probably going to be off track, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull you back. Yeah. You're going to pull me back. But what I wanted to say was um, I always used to be scared about saying what I wanted to say yeah. or be me hypothetically on this podcast in case a real estate competitor might choose to use that against me. Mm, oh yeah. Okay. And that's, that's a real thing in this world, isn't it? Yeah. hundred percent. So for me, it's like, if I had to go, if, if someone was to try to do that, mm. I'm like, man, cool. You do you. Mm -hmm. Like if that's the best you've got, awesome. Like, whereas probably two years ago, I don't want competitors knowing that. X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I'm just talking as a pure person here. Um, so I want to be able to be as open and honest, but the effect that it's actually had has been completely opposite. So I don't know what other people are saying out there, yeah. but I don't care because the people that, you know, know me or the people that I've built relationships with or the, all the clients mm -hmm. are like, man, good on you for opening up the way you have. Like, that's awesome. Mm. So it's sort of gone the other way. So that, that's probably where it is now that I, I just don't care anymore. Not that I don't care, but I just, I don't care what people think. Yeah. <laughs> and, th and that is the way to be authentic. I just want to go back a second because you spoke about, you spoke about social media, right? And that, you know, yeah, it's a blessing, but then it's also like a bit of a curse because you go on and you see the best of the best of everybody. But you know what I find, it, what I find really interesting and I've really thought about this is we expect, we've put this label on social media to have a thread of authenticity and there are people that come into it that you'll see that yeah you see some real stuff but majority of it is not real and so why have we why have we put this definition or this I guess this label on it that is it is meant to be authentic it's meant to be real because as you said, like everyone's putting the best of the best. To me, social media is a perception. 100%. It's yeah, it's just a perception of the best part of what you want people to see. It's a business model. It is it's beautiful in what it's created to be. But you are not going to get an unfiltered photo of somebody and and you know go and see the same person out in the street and it's going to be the same person you know what's funny the other day I went I was walking through this I was going to visit my dad and I was walking through the cemetery and I was talking to a friend of mine and I said do you know what's interesting in 50 years time I wonder if there's going to be you know the photos on on yeah, the tombs. on tombs will they be filtered photos will they yeah. be like social media with butterflies and yeah pretty scary to think isn't it because, Snapchat filter. Yeah, a Snapchat, a Snapchat filter on a cemetery. Like, I've yeah. done the one of like the puppy of my yeah. <laughs> Like every time I open my mouth, like, you know, the one on Snapchat with the tongue comes out. Like. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's it's tough. It's crazy. It is. And that's what it for me is just, again, I, some people, like when I first did this podcast, some people I think were like, oh, here we go. Dibby's doing a podcast. And I was like, I knew I was going to get that reaction. I didn't care. Why do you, why do you think people said that? Oh, I know there's always that, that there's always that people. There's mm. always that level of people. I think people always, and this is not what I think, my closest people are always going to be genuinely happy for mm. me, for me, as I am for them. But there's always going to be a, an external noise. And what I mean mm. by that, the people well out of the, the well out of the circle. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, they're doing a podcast or they're doing this or they're doing that. 
I don't know. I just think people always want you to be happy, mm. but not happier than them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. And and as people, we can be the first, I think, to uh, put each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to create this platform that people that are everyday people that um, we don't, a lot of people don't even know that they can take some comfort or some strength from their stories. Mm -hmm. So that was the point of the podcast as to the growing part and all that type of stuff. If we get one YouTube view, amazing. If we get 500, amazing. Mm -hmm. My output's still the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Regardless, I'll always obviously look at the data and say, okay, well, that one was a bit popular than others um, or or whatever. But for me, that's what it was. It's like, let's give people an opportunity to share their story because I probably felt growing up, to a degree that uh, I remember this one time actually, and I'm just going well, to go with the camera. So everything was going down in year seven and with, with myself and our family, I should say everything was going down and it was, I was love soccer. I love soccer. Anyway, I could, I was due to go to the soccer training and I'll never forget this day. And I couldn't go to the soccer training because um, certain people at the, at the club probably didn't want to be as associated with me, even though I was a seven year old, I was in year seven, mm. but with what was happening to our fam, it was like, so, and how did they know? Oh, oh it was just, yeah. A word makes its way around the community. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was more of a safeguard tactic for me not to go as well. So for me, I'm like, I never want to be in that position ever again where I can't go somewhere based on X, Y, and Z or your family history or the type of person that you are or you dealt with this person in you dealt with this person and it was a shitty business deal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to ever be in that position. Yeah. So therefore it was a little cool. Let's become a let's create a platform where the voiceless where, where the people can share their story or share their voice on a platform. Mm. Now, this is not Joe Rogan. <laughs> but <laughs> <Could> be one day. <laughs> this is not Joe Rogan, but it's not the point of it is is well, as we continue to grow, people like that, they deserve every human in this world wants some sort of recognition. Yeah. Um, they want to be loved, they want that pat on the back, they want to say they're doing an amazing job. So if I see someone on the other side of the chair to me that I believe deserves a pat on the back or deserves some form of recognition because of what they're going through and the strength that they're showing. Mm-hmm. Let's, well, let's do it. Yeah. And you do it so well. Like, and I love that this is, you know, the, the direction that you're going in because yeah, you look at, you know, a story like Ebony's last week and it was just so wholesome and it's, you know, that is just such a pure, I guess, example of what you are trying to portray. And it's not about all the labels that people have and how many followers they have and none of that. And, you know, and it's beautiful that I guess the everyday Joe Blow that is going through something is able to feel like they're heard and their stories are are being communicated and can help somebody else, you know. But why do you feel like you're the man for the job? That's a good question, actually. Um, It's probably not so much the man for the job, but it's more if I don't, who will? Mm. So you like to take on the, that, that's, so you're one of those people that if there was a, I don't know, like a fire that instead of like, you know, running away from it, you're going towards it. Yeah. To, to say what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, look, it's for me, it's, if I've, that's all it is. It's mm. if I don't, who will? Like, yeah. um, I get told sometimes by various people that like, you do an amazing job with the charity stuff and the volunteering and all that type of stuff, but maybe you overgive. 
right? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I appreciate it. Again, for me, the way that I look at it is if I don't, who will? Mm. Who's going to – who will volunteer their time instead of me? Have you found that it's burnt you in the past though, like when you give too much? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, for sure. I think so. I think not only just that, you burn out Mm. as a human as well though. Um, But I I think for me it's just – I don't know, man. I've been in their position. Yeah. So is that this is where the source of energy comes in? I'm assuming. Yeah, I've I've been in the position. Like I, I have. Um, I remember exactly the time in the day, not the time of the day, but I remember. I remember what it was like getting food off the church. So. For me, it's uh, why not. Like, why can't I help them? Or I see, like, we're doing Georgie's fundraiser at Vanilla in a couple of weeks' time to try and help keep his family home. And background story of that, there's a few issues going on family-wise and they need to raise 160. Well, why can't I put out to my contacts Mm. or my people that I know that have got values like me and and that they will give? For me, it's not about being that wanky factor of, oh, that's that guy that always gives. For me, it's my faith comes into it. That's just me. I, I, I just think we'll get it back. Mm. Like, and that's all it is. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, you get burnt out. But if I don't, I don't see anyone. Well, I, not that I don't see anyone. There will be other people that will step up. But I can't rely on that, you, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. just know that I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll have that lunch. Yeah. I will make those calls. I'll do that social media post, I'll, whatever it is, and I'll push it out to people. Again, on a voluntary basis, I don't want anything back from it. Yeah. So, and look, the other thing is as well that where I feel, I guess, rewarded part of it all, if this helps, is, I mean, I mean, I, I do what I do for work-wise, right, real estate-wise. Um, I don't want to be just that real estate agent. Mm. Real estate will always be my number one priority mm-hmm. and my job will always be my number one priority. So, the podcast and this setup and me doing what I do will never um, overtake that because that's my bread and butter. Mm. So if I'm not listing houses, if I'm not selling houses, hypothetically, I'm not doing uh, myself any justice yeah. because I can't go and help these people then. So you look at your job as you're helping people or do you look at it as an income to be able to provide for yourself, for your family? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's a balance of for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's be it'd be so wrong of me to say up here, I only do it just to help people. No, mm-hmm. well, no. We all want to buy that house. We all want to buy that car. We all want to go on that holiday. Yeah. Um, that's me to a T. I want to do all those things. But I also take it as in if someone gives me their house to sell, for sure, it helps me financially. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I look at that. Then I also look at that at an opportunity that sometimes gonna come where someone's gonna need some help. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm in a position where I can help. Mm-hmm. Not oh, man, here we go, I don't know if I can help you. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got a holiday coming up mm. or whatever it is. So real estate for me is always going to be, or my job for me is my always going to be top. Yep. Helping everyone and all that just comes naturally, but I want to make sure that I'm in a position to do that. And if I'm not doing well at work, I can't do that. Yeah. So let's let's go back a little bit, right? If we can like go down the timeline and – 
I want to know because you you know in throughout the podcast I guess you've shared parts of your story you've shared about about when you were in year 7 you've mm. shared about when you're in year 9 you've shared about you know your bonds with certain people in your life you know your your sister your mum your dad um I know you've had you know quite a a struggling journey with your dad I want to know firstly who has made the biggest impact in your life mum your mum why uh, mum for me is the goat. Like I know everyone thinks that their mums are the goats, and but mum, if you're watching goat, <laughs> true. Or mum, if you're watching goats, is greatest of all time. Yes. So don't <laughs> I'm not actually calling you a goat. Um, because she would be like, I can't believe you just call me a goat. No, no, hundred percent. So greatest of all time. No, nah, my mum's the my mum my mum. Oh well, I'd say honestly, I'd say mum and sister. Okay. I'm not going to say mum. What is it about your mum that and has sister. been and this sister? Sorry, that has been the pillar of strength for you. Well. Mum showed me how to do a tie. Yep. So she was, um, my mum's just always been that person for me mm-hmm. that I can be, rely on, cry on, laugh with, annoy, crack it at, have that normal relationship with. And my sister has always been, um, my sister's been that person that you could talk to first before mum. Mm. In the late, in now, in like in these years, mm. because you think to yourself, okay, I don't want to stress mum out, so I speak to my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sister and my mum and my, they're like, like I genuinely have them both tattooed on me. Beautiful. So I've got, you know, both their names, which we won't mention, but um, yeah, for them, they are my goats. Mm. So um, I would have always said it was, I would have always said it was always just my mum, but my bond with my sister is, my, they are my world. The two, mm. So the, that like nothing will ever, ever, no amount of money, <laughs> and I laugh about it, no will. No, um, will ever break us apart mm. for me because if Touchwood had ever came to that stage, I'd be like, man, whatever it is, it is. Like, I'm not interested in fighting mm. at all. Like, she is my sister. My sister is strong. Like, she, she's got a heart. She's got, she's a strong exterior, but she's a real marshmallow. Mm. But she's the type that will, uh, she's the type that will, uh, She'll have an argument with you. She'll tell you to get stuffed and then she might cry after. Yeah. Whereas my mum, she's more, um, she's soft. She doesn't like confrontation. Yeah. Not yeah. soft, but she doesn't like confrontation. She's a softie. She's like me. I hate confrontation as well. So it's just a balancing act. That's all. I'm so, surprised you don't like confrontation. Uh, I actually don't. I'll only do it when I really, really, really have to. Mm. Really have to. But I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Because don't you have to, you know, I guess, in your role as uh, in real estate, wouldn't you have to have quite con- confrontational conversations? Look, some t- um, it depends if it's I, – I don't like – I'm happy to have them, but as long as no hostility. Yeah, okay. I don't like the hostility about it for yeah, me. okay. Um, I, don't want, I don't want hostility. Um, not to say that the world lives in a marshmallow or in an oyster, but, yeah, I don't really enjoy that. I mean, there's been plenty of times where we've had arguments with – X, Y, and Z because of whatever reason, then I'll do what I've got to do mm. um, to, to speak up. But um, I also, yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't okay. enjoy confrontation. All right. So going back, so your mum, your sister, your biggest pillars of strength. Now, is that because of, you know, the, the stuff that sort of happened throughout your teenage years? Is that what kind of created this bond, this this stronger bond? Because it sounds like it's obviously unconditional love between you all. I've never really believed in unconditional love. I, well, I say that there's some grey areas, but I don't, 
I, I experience unconditional love between me and my children, but that's because I can yeah. control that. But I don't necessarily believe that love, unconditional love exists even between family members, between children and parents and all of that. So that's another area yeah, yeah, of yeah, conversation. Of but you can clearly see like the way you've just described, you know, your your mum and your sister and that, you know, that trio there is like strong as hell. Yeah, no, we call it the triangle. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I love that. Yeah, we call it the triangle. So um, like for me, it's, uh, for, for me, it's unconditional. Yeah. I know the same for them. Um, I think it's more that when you, when you go through trauma yep. to any degree, and I don't want it to sound like a pity party because everyone goes through their own trauma. Yeah. Um, so, but when you do, you, you start to, um, you, you, you can't replace that. Mm. You, you can't replace that connection. Um, so for me, it's that for sure. Now there's so many aspects here. I remember, I know in, um, so, you know, again, a couple of your podcasts, you've spoken about mental health mm. and you've, you've said, oh, well, you know, I don't want to go too much into it because you feel like mental health is for the professionals, right? Yeah. Only the professionals, professionals can talk about it. I, I really think that it is such an important part of life, which we all know, right? And there's so many, there's so many aspects to mental health, you know, I'm, I'm a believer of like, once something happens, we then start to you know, if something goes wrong in our lives, we then start focusing on all the things that can go wrong. So let's say, you know, something at work has gone wrong. Then we go into, oh, you know what? This is also wrong and this is wrong and this, and we become victims of our lives. And this is where, you know, the domino effect happens. And, you know, we go into depression and we go into all these things. We, you know, it, it just, it's, it can create sure. a mess. How is your mental health? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I'm always going to be, you have better days, you have, you have better, you have better days, you've got worse days. Um, you know, uh, for me, I I love nothing more and we joke about it as a family, but like, you know, if I need a session, I just text my, my psychologist who's amazing, Gina, and I'm just like, Hey, cool. Book me in. Um, you know, I just want to have a debrief. Um, so I'll probably see her once every three to four weeks. Um, you know, there's been times where you see them once a week. Yeah. There's been times where you see them twice in a week. Yeah. Like I've experienced all that. So um, for me, it's always work. It's a work in progress always. Mm-hmm. I think you're always um, – I, I, I struggled early on with wanting to, wanting my identity to revolve around me being work. So just to be known as that hard worker, mm-hmm. the one that uh, is – I guess my identity was my work mm-hmm. and then quickly realized that it's not. So um, I had an amazing, amazing psychologist through school um, that I saw even for up after school for like 15 years we, I, my, from year seven to when I saw him, Jeff, he was fantastic. Um, but I just sort of felt that realistically I didn't mind having a fresh voice. Yeah. Um, so then Gina came into the picture mm. and she's the, she's a goat. You know, I love that you're talking about that, you know, that you've always had somebody to support you in the medical, in, in the mental health field, right? And especially, you know, this is the research that I've done is in terms of, you know, men going to seek help. The label on that is weakness. 
you know, and what you can't deal with your problems yourself, like what you need to, you know, go and see somebody to help you. And I love that, you know, it's slowly starting to break. I can see there are cracks and there are people that now will say, yeah, I'll go see my psych. And, you know, there's like a a proud label that's put on that, which is amazing because I cannot wait. You know, when my son, my son's seven now, like when he gets older, I, I really pray that there are so many avenues for him that, you know, he doesn't have to suffer in silence, you know, and obviously we all know, you know, the suicide rate in men is a lot higher than in women and women have a bit more of a, you know, they feel like they can go and be a bit more vulnerable, whereas men cannot. And I think this is so important that you're speaking about it and, you know, considering what you have gone through, that you're still able to, you know, hand on heart say, I am not perfect. Yes, I might walk down Eaton Mall with a smile on my face and have this amazing energy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you will still, you know, be vulnerable enough to say, you know, on a public platform, then I go see a psychologist and, and I need help and, you know, when I'm down and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think that narrative is just so damn important. And you're obviously bringing this out in this platform with the Humble Climb. And it is about, yeah, definitely these stories that are, you know, that have gone through hardship and, and people have, you know, learned these amazing lessons in life and changed the direction of their life. You know, but I think the work that you're doing is just so life changing for so many people. I'm getting emotional. Like talking about, yeah, I'm getting emotional talking about because I think, like, if I could go back to you know when my dad was here, my dad suffered in silence a lot, and you know, and I wish that there was it was a different dialogue for them. Our our older, you know, the older generation. The best generation. The the most amazing generation. generation. I know. And I just wish that that platform, there was something for them. Because I know if my dad was sitting here, Paul, like, you know, the things that would come out of his mouth, he'd still try and be strong and hardcore, but, you know, yeah, that's it. They always do. I think you need to. Like, I mean, I, like I was literally like last year when I was in Greece, and I try to go to Greece every year. So it's no it's no secret. I try to go three to four weeks every year. Yeah. For me, it's I've got my family back there. Um, I want to go every year. So um, but lo- it was no secret last year. Last year I was FaceTiming with her. I was, sorry, we were Zooming and yeah. I was in Greece. Like I didn't like it's you, you make it you make of it what you do. Like yeah. even here when I'm at work, I'll be like, guys, I'm having a Zoom session, everyone knows what that means. Like this stigma from people of Oh, mate, I don't, you know, let's not talk about it. Like, I couldn't tell you the amount of people that have reached out. I could count them on one hand, realistically. But since I started this platform and we're like, hey, man, I'm looking to, um, how do I go about seeing a psych? What oh, do I do? Love and that. I love I'm like, that. cool, man. Awesome. Let's go, go see your GP, get a mental health care plan. Um, I would have at least five since mm. I've started in January. Oh. So, and they're not just all men. Mm. I mean, it's a mixture. So awesome. Cool. Like for me, it's about what can you, um, there's someone that's listened, obviously they've taken on whatever. I'm not preaching anything. I'm just saying that, Hey, look, man, I've had my struggles with this, this, pe- this person or that helps me. And I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, some people won't relate to my psychologist the way that I relate. You yeah. might need to find that person. Sometimes it's trial and error. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, what is it about? Like, so what would you? What would be your advice? We're playing footsies. Under I know. The table. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your advice to somebody who is just really struggling at the moment? They are. They're like fuck. I, you know. Well, sorry. No, sorry. Um, you I swear. I just can't. Okay. <laughs> that I really. I think it's time for me to go see someone because most men will only do it. And this is such a generalised statement, but most men will only do it when they're desperate. Yeah, I think. I mean. You make an appointment with GP. Yeah. Don't make a phone appointment because then it's a, it's a mental health care plan. They want to see you face to face. Yeah. So when you make the appointment over the phone, say, hey, look, it needs to be, I need here for a mental health care plan. I think they block out 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't know what they do. Explain what you're there for. Have an open dialogue yeah. with that particular doctor. Yeah. I mean, I think some people want to be guarded about what they tell their doctor. I don't understand that. Mm. For me, I get that you might look, but I've probably been, a patient of others for a longer. So I understand that I'm just open book mm. and my GP knows everything about me. My mm. psych knows everything about me. They know more about me than what my mum would. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I think that's really cool. Cause you're now in that, that habit of going, I don't care what people think. So then you're, you are able to be an open book. hundred percent. But a lot of people are just in that stage of going, like for them to even go, oh, fuck, I actually I might need help. That on its own is such a vulnerable space. Yeah, I don't know. I, you I, know? For me, it's about like, you know, we, we all want to cover up for some reason. Yeah. And, and 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 that's cool. I get it. Some people are more, like my GP comes in, I'm like, Doc, how are you, man? Mm-hmm. Like that's me though. I'm sure not everybody could get away with talking with him like that, yeah. but he just knows what my personality is like. Um, he just knows that I'm just, I like to have fun. I'm a bit cheeky or whatever. Like yeah. I'll just, I'll just, we just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you're seeing a doctor or because you're seeing a psychologist, um, you know, it's not a white suit. Yeah. And it's still human. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, man, I, like, I couldn't tell you, like, obviously I won't swear on this platform, but there, forget about it. Like I'm on. <laughs> like I just like, I'm letting out my emotions. So, um, but there's been heaps of times, like, you know, if, even if it's just knocking on my sister's door, to be yeah. like, or messaging and saying, hey, look, I want to come around. I want to have a chat. She's yeah. like, yep, cool. And then I get there and I'm like, what am I doing here? I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't talk about what I'm feeling about. Then I'm like, you know what? It's my sister. And off we go. And we just talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many different avenues um, that where it is. Yeah. So, yeah. and you find the people. I mean, there's certain people that are going to understand mental health more than others. Yeah. And yeah, I've got absolutely. certain friends in my life. Um, they are some of my really great friends but they wouldn't realistically understand the mental health side of things to me as mm. what others would. That's it. And do you know what? Differentiating that, those people, is so damn important because we put this label on a friendship and we go, yep, because they're our friend, I, I should be able to talk to them about everything. I should be able to, you know, they should be able to understand me. They should be able to. We have all these rules. Yeah. But, you know, realistically, like, I was saying before we started this podcast, I personally believe everybody does the best with what they can, right, and what they know how. And so going and talking to a friend and saying what's going on for you is, you know, it's great but it's not always a safe space and the other person doesn't always know what to do with that information. Yeah, 100%. Not everyone's equipped. No, exactly And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, I mean, I I don't say that I don't speak to certain friends about it because they can't handle it. It's because – they just haven't had as much experience in it. And I'm glad I wish I could be in their position. So I don't judge that. Mm. Um, it's more that, you know, like I look at uh, hypothetically, if I can talk about my mate Fletch, who's one of my 
one of my best mates. We talk very often. We don't see each other as often because he's on the other side of town. But um, he, you know, I remember when I first saw him um, at a soccer game that we, I was playing indoor soccer and I was just an absolute mess. This I'm going back eight years now, though, yeah? And he was coming from the other side of town because he used to play footy for the Bulldogs. And he was come, leaving training late at night and he came past to watch us play soccer. We were playing at Albert Park. Mm. And I was just a real mess. Um, if inside, I just felt like shit. And Fletch walked in the door, and I'll never forget this. He wouldn't remember it, but I'll never forget it, is that he walked in the door. I just ran up to him crying oh, because I felt like that person was there. Wow. Um, and still to this day, like I can talk to him about things. Like we don't – I just had his 30th last weekend. We don't see each other as often because he's in Maribyrnong, mm. but we'll speak as often as we need to. Um, Those so, friends, they're gems. And then I've got my other mate, one of my other best mates, Nick, who we've gone to – we went to – you know, we started off with prep together. We're still best mates to his day. I also had his 30th last weekend. <laughs> and um, we talk, we see each other, I'm going to say eight, nine times, eight, nine times a year. Wow. So not crazy amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we speak two to three times a week. Oh, We're just both busy. Mm. But our phone calls can go from 10 minutes to an hour. Um, and we're both talking about, we just talk, mm. right? Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's the stuff that for me, I love because mm. I, I just, we resonate together. Well, you know, there's, there is a theme through every single thing that you say, which is about authenticity, 100%. right? And like the people that you attract into your life, you've got, you know, some solid pillars there and all of it is based on authenticity, which is, you know, beautiful. I think you need to because like, you know, and it might be you now. You know, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you find that person like – um, Marissa, Pete's mm. wife, mm. like, oh, know, she's beautiful. She's the she's amazing. Like, she's just a beautiful, mm. a beautiful soul. Like, I, I love that person. Not because she's my boss's wife, mm -hmm. but because because she's just like I'm probably tearing up a bit now. But she's just an incredible, incredible human. She's done a mm. lot for me as a friend. Mm. Like that words can't put into. Um, her and her sister joke about how many her, her and my sister joke about how many times Dim contacted you today. <laughs> like how many times have I contacted them both? I love it. Like before I started, you yeah. know how we was on the phone. I was on the yeah. phone to Marissa. Yeah, like oh, nice. we talk more so much, and I, I love that woman because she's not just she's like a she's like my second sister. Yeah. Um. So you find those people that that have got it. Like the next stage now of my life, as we look into it, like I turned third in a couple of weeks. I'm doing a bit of a. A, a really family friendly small event. Yeah. Very small event. Nothing over the top. Um, which I've got to send you the details for. Yeah. No. Um I know. I'm like I'm better be no, coming. You coming. Yeah, out, okay, obviously. good. <laughs> I genuinely organized it like last week. Okay. <laughs> um so um but like I want you to be there. Um and I go to Greece for three and a half weeks. Like I'm becoming a godfather in oh. Greece, which is one of the main reasons why I'm going. Now yeah. the baptism's not till next year. Okay. But me being the old soul that I am, mm -hmm. I can't go over next year and wait to meet the baby. Oh god no. I need to go this year. Oh, of course. I need to go so and see this baby. I mean, come on, get out of this weather, of course. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I need to go and see the baby. So <laughs> yeah. um, everyone knows like mm. I'm becoming a godfather. Like for me, that's the greatest uh honor someone yeah. can bestow on you. Absolutely. Like for me, that that's just amazing. So mm. That's what that goes into. Go to Greece, um, meet my little baby god godson. Where I can't wait. He's just gorgeous. Um, go and see him. Spend time with him. Spend time with my family. Reassess. Um, go back to the roots of where my grandparents came from. Get entrenched in that again. 
and then come back with this drive of continuing to grow the podcast. And so many things have come out of this podcast, like the emceeing gigs now that are starting to come up, um, the charity auctions, um, so many amazing things that this platform has allowed, allowed me to, to do meet people like you. So, and I'm not saying that like taking the piss, like I mean, genuine, like people that are like, Hey, I never knew that we had such a, like such an incredible value system. Like I remember seeing you three years ago, having a drink down at, yeah. down at um Oakley. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this chick's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, But nothing never thought anything more of it. Never. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't even know that we got so much in common. So mm. um, I'll continue to grow this podcast as much yeah. as we can continue to give people a, a helping hand where needed yeah. and just grow it to a nice point of view where the real people will continue to follow and, and love and love what we do. And anybody yeah. that has an opinion about it, I'm not being rude, but I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, the one thing about the mental health space, cause there's, as I said before, there's so many areas that we can look at. There's so many, there's like, you know, there's mountains of things that we can talk about. There's like trauma, there's this, there's that. But the one thing to kind of get a bit of a quick assessment of mm. where are you at, and I recommend this to people just to kind of go, what area is am I really struggling with is to look at the wellness wheel. Have you heard of the wellness wheel? No, I haven't. Okay. okay. So the wellness wheel kind of sums things up really quickly, right? So it goes, it's there's different pillars to it. There's there can be like seven um seven pillars of the wheel as, you know, I go by the five because I think it's just easier and more concise. So I wanted to see just the last few minutes to go quickly through 100%. this go go through this wellness wheel and see where you're at with everything. So first one is let's say intellectual. You say you said before you're wanting to always grow and be bigger and better. So where would you say you're at now, like just in a sense of how do you feel that's fulfilled in your life? Uh, intellectual, uh, intellectually is, uh, intellectually is actually good. Yep. Like, I mean, I think, um, I'm very, very curious about things. Yes. So I, and everyone laughs at me, but I'm a massive YouTuber. So if I don't know how to do mm-hmm. something, I want to like learn it on YouTube. I mean, I'm not talking, I'm going to go put on tools and build a cubby house. I'm no good <laughs> at that stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. talking like, and lately I'm into my cooking. Ah, what are you cooking? What's the uh, best thing you've cooked? Uh, look, I'm trying to get to a beef Wellington stage. Oof. I've never had one before, but I've seen Gordon Ramsay do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and are you watching Gordon Ramsay heaps, videos? Heaps, okay. but also TikTok, Jamie Oliver. So like Sunday night, we've got a family coming around. Mum's doing lasagna. I'm doing uh, chicken pesto pasta. Like, so I, I like the cook. And again, that might not sound like much, but I, I'm, no, I'm starting still. off. I'm starting off a very, very, very small base. Yeah. yeah. So I'm growing. I'm growing. Can you let me know when this beef Wellington is ready to I, go? I'll let you know. We'll I'm coming. On. I'm 100%. coming. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So at the moment it's my cooking space. Okay. All right. So intellectually you're always on it, right? You're yeah. constantly wanting to grow. Okay. Next is spiritual. And we know, like, uh, you know. My faith is my everything. <laughs> the, your faith is your everything. So what do you do to practice spirituality? Um, I try and pray every night. Yeah. Um, if not, if I'm just exhausted and my eyes are shutting, I'll be honest and, you know, I'll just do my cross. But, um, you know, for me, my faith's my everything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I mean, no one went and saw this Greek singer the other day that came to the um, the Oakley Church and funnily enough, so he's quite a big star in Greece. His name is Nikos Ikonomopoulos. And he actually came to the church, which was like a little- name again? Ikonomopoulos. <laughs> yeah, nice. And he's an absolute rooster. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, 
and as you said, like, don't forget about Christ. So, mm. like, which in Greek was like, for me, I just found that very powerful. Yeah. So, I love my faith. I love everything it offers. I don't even uh, shy away from it. Mm. That I love um, that. I never say never to becoming a priest down the track. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, I mean, I never say never. Yeah, okay. I just, I don't know. God, you'd be a killer proud come to you. Yeah, I, like, I know, I'd I, confess my sins I to you. <laughs> I, I never, I, I don't know. I never, I know. I just, I, I, I never say. I'm not. Look, there's a, probably a good chance it won't happen. But if the time ever came, oh. and I'm talking ideally, and I'm being very honest, like you, know, I'm talking ideally mid fifties. Mm. So you know, you know, and I've been able to sort of set myself up, and then that next stage of my life, you know, fifty five onwards, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'd never say never. So I love, I love my faith. So as an, I'm Coptic Orthodox, right? So, but can I ask in the Greek Orthodox, because I'm sure we're all pretty similar. Do you got, do, do priests get married? Uh, so I think you can, I've got to look, I'll be honest, I've got to still work it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think so, if you get married and then become a priest, it's okay. Or if you're just the lower, oh. I think, or, or I could be wrong. If you're the lower ranking, like the lowest ranking, not the lowest ranking, but if you're just a priest, I think you can still get married, but then you can't go higher. Right. So okay. I'm, oh, so there's a system here. There's yeah, a there's process. A yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's a sort of like a, I guess a hierarchy. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So I never say never to that down the track. Okay. Uh, while, while we're here, how's, yeah. your, how's your love life going? Love life? Uh, yeah, definitely horrible. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't say horrible. <laughs> it's like I go in stages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You single? <laughs> well, I'm coming with two children, so. It's fine. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, like mum's always, no, not mum's always on to me, but uh, we, we talk about it with my, I don't know, me and my closest mates, like we're at the moment, we're all in that bubble. But I don't put myself out there as, you know, I won't go out to a nightclub or a bar or a club or yeah. um, that's just not me. I love dinner and home. You know, I might do the odd, realistically, the odd hinge or the bumble or the Tinder um, or the Instagram message, but um, I probably want to ideally. Uh, I would. I, I love the idea of meeting someone. Mm. I would. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a few boxes I need to tick off first in my yeah. in my own journey that I know subconsciously. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. I, it is a great answer, but I would love. Yeah. This, 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 this is a whole new podcast, like your love life, because I would love to understand. Sit and answer the question if you want to go for dinner. <laughs> I would love to go out for dinner with you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like a, it's like a date or like friend zone style? Well, you know, no. <laughs> well, we could sit here with the snowballs and the um, these the the wafers after. Just and- confirming it's a date, not a friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go next. Yeah. So um, occupation, I mean, this seems to be a space that you're excelling in. Well, you work-wise? Know, work-wise, um, yeah. I, I, love my, I love my job. Like there's two people there. I mean, like, I started under Chris Hassel who's we've had on the podcast and I still love him to this day. Um, but for me, uh, you know, in addition to that and then coming to obviously Buxton Oakley four years ago and working under Pete for a period of time before sort of going at it on my own, like I am now, um, Pete's my brother. Pete mm. is. You can feel that as well. Pete's in your my. Interaction. I was out for dinner. Like I was actually, out, I was out having dinner in his house last night. Like oh. Pete's my, Pete's my older brother. I've never had like, he's just amazing. Him and his wife, what they've done for me personally Mm. Not just financially helped, as in allowed me to buy my first apartment and stuff, but, you know, obviously through work. But he's just, I love the guy. Mm. He's he's everything to me. So there's no question about that. And, and you know, it's a mutual, mutual respect. It's a it's a funny thing. You know, obviously we've got a, an age gap, 10, 15 years, whatever it is. 
we're just like two peas in a pod. Mm. So um, I love the guy. Yeah, love, well, love, you love. are you really are an old soul. Like I know oh, you've me. labelled yourself yeah. that a few times, but you know the more I get to know you, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. You don't, I'm, you definitely don't act your age at all. Um, so that probably makes sense. Why? Why? Yeah, I get on with older people. Yeah, that's right. That's maybe what. That's why we could possibly go out on a date sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Shereen's coming for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your social life is a big one. You're, you're so, yeah. Well, you're I'm, such a, oh my God. I'm like sort it's, of always out and about. Like Rosanna from the office is always like having a crack at me for going out for dinner the way that as much <laughs> as I do. Um, I love going out for dinner. I love yeah. eating outside of home unless it's on a Sunday night and the family all gets together. Yeah, yeah. Give me those dinners every day of the week. No restaurant could ever do it for me. Yeah. But I'm also the type that socially I can go and eat a La Pocetta and then I can still get a no the same day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I don't care. I love, I, I love the the experiences of both. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's about more the social gathering. Yeah, who it's you who with. you're with. Yeah, but I also it. like, man, I'll go to a restaurant. There's a restaurant around the corner for me at home and it's always quiet. Yeah. But I'll go there at 8 o'clock at night. There'll be no one else in there. It'll just be me. I'll go and eat by myself. And there's nobody there because the food's crap? Look, I don't know about that, but I don't know. I seem to, I like it because it's quick. Oh, right, okay. Because <laughs> like, you're the only one in there. 100%. There's no, so, um, uh, but I love it because of that. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, for me, I just don't judge that. And socially, like, uh, socially is good. I mean, there's always times where, of course, if you feel a bit more anxious or whatever, you want to retreat. Mm-hmm. Um. But in this job, you have to be social. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you got natural gift of the gap. Like you just can, you I, know. Yeah, I just like it. Like, I mean, I just I love going down. I, but there's a lot of times, like, it could be vanilla. It could be Melissa. Like, on a Sunday afternoon, if I'm sitting at home by myself, hypothetically, I'll take myself out for a coffee to these places. Oh, cute. And sit. Like, I don't, but I don't. I'll, I'll, rather than getting a takeaway going back home, like why? Mm, you enjoy like, your own company. I, I'll, I'll do, catch up on my social media. I'll catch up on emails. I'll do whatever it's got to be done. Obviously now with the podcast, there's a lot more posting. So I'll schedule my posts mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. So, but I'll go and sit at these cafes by myself. Like I don't really, and around here, being honest with you, Vanilla or Melissa are my go-to. Yeah. So. And are you a book reader? No. Nah. No, why no. not? Oh, I find it so boring. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. It's fine. I just, I don't know how people read books. Oh, it's actually quite therapeutic. Yeah. But not that I do it often, but so, <laughs> I don't think till uh, I'm 40 years old and I still uh, don't think I've finished a whole book. Just give me a YouTube video. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> like anything on YouTube yeah. I watch. Like I just watch the Gordon most random Ramsey. things. Yeah. yeah. At the moment it's cooking. It's past WWE episodes from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, okay. Like just random stuff. Um, But then I love... You know, I'll put in like Dubai. I'll put in like Iceland. I'll put in random countries oh, okay. just to find out how they how they are. Yeah, I'll do the different like faith stuff. Listen to just nice hymns. Like mm. as I'm sleeping, I'll just put on like a nice Byzantine chant. chant. Yeah. Um. Anything. Love it. Anything. Yeah. Not really real estate stuff ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're kind of in the game. I mean, At you're start, constantly. Yeah, but now never. Like I, I'll rarely. Yeah, I just I love my YouTube. Mm. Well, you just mentioned WWE yeah. a second ago, so let's talk about physical because that's the next part Horrible. of the that's the next part of the fi- the the wellness wheel, right? Horrible. How, what are you doing? Because I think mental health and physical health is so important, right? Like it actually does work hand in hand, right? Because let's go physically when we're like this, when we're like you know putting our shoulders down and we're physically, you know, it actually makes us feel more shit. 
when you're working out and, you're, you know, your shoulders are back and you're like doing whatever it is that you do, your walk or your on treadmill, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, you physically feel better, which automatically makes your mental health in a better place. So physically, where are you at? If there was a scale from zero to 10, <laughs> I'm at a one. Why, why is that? Uh, I go through phases yeah. as a person. I'm like, sometimes I go all in yeah. and then I just get busy being busy yeah. and then I forget about it. I'm not even forget about it. I just go for the easy options. Mm. You know, might be a pizza on the way home or is it might it, be, you know. Is it an easy option? Because you can get like these, you know, um, really amazing, well put together meals from Coles for about 12 bucks. So, so at the moment I'm on the shakes. Oh, yeah. I actually really enjoy the shakes. They're okay. nice. They're not actually enjoyable. It's the man shake. So if yes, looking, I know. And yes. If you're looking for a plug, feel free. Um, <laughs> the man shake, at the moment I'm on the man shake. So I made the decision shake. about, oh, really? I've had the lady shake. Yeah, it does work. <laughs> My mum got me onto them. <laughs> She's like, honey, you need that look. Unconditional you know, love. It's that look. The, <laughs> she doesn't the, even need to say either anything. Either side. <laughs> um, and uh, enough was said. So, yes, I'm on the handshake. Look, I've been a bit inconsistent because I've had 30, I've been over these 30s and whatnot and let loose a little bit. But, um, yeah, we're back on the handshake. So, we're starting with the Mm handshakes, build up slowly. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Can I just say one thing? This is one thing that I've learned about habits and changing habits because. Next 21 days. No. 28. No, it's about breaking pattern. So, you finish work. You're on your way home going, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. So easy just to get a pizza. There's a pizza shop, you know, two doors and down. And you get to try to work. That's it. There's, <laughs> there's no one there. You know it's going to be like this, right? The pattern is so you acknowledge the pattern of what you usually do and it's about just once breaking the pattern. So when you go from going, oh, I wouldn't mind a pizza, so you start craving the pizza, right? You have to break that. So it's like literally putting a clip on that thread, right? So you're going, okay, you know what? I'm going to put chewy in my mouth, right? I'm going to have a chewy right now because it's going to change that yeah, that thought process, right? The more that you do that small move, because then you can go still get, go get your pizza, but the more that you just stop that, so you get it at that point, you begin to change a habit. Like this is called neuro neuro associative conditioning, where this is how you actually change human Habits, like human behavior. Yeah. So you change the pattern and there also has to be like a really strong desire of why you want it. It's called leverage. So you're really leveraging what you want. So let's say you really want to feel good by you're going to Greece. You really want to walk down the beach and go, I feel amazing. Right. So you hold on to that, that thought. That's like your primary thought. You get the pattern. So going the empty restaurant, nobody's there. It's going to be quick. You know, the pattern, you start craving the pizza. So when the craving comes in, you stop it there where the pizza's craving comes in, you change, you break the habit where it could just be, like I said, put chewy in your mouth, have something really quick and easy that is going to change the pattern. And then you actually make a subconscious thought on what am I doing next? Because I've broken, I've now made the choice and made the effort to break the pattern. You still want to go get your pizza? Go get your pizza. Like, it's fine. I feel like pizza now. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? But then, you know, the more that you do it, you actually will change 
change habits. But that's another, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot more to that. You but genuinely turned me off a pizza right now. Good. <laughs> you, can you tell me, can you tell me how you go with that? Yeah. So our first day will probably be Japanese a, or something. Yeah, <laughs> With some chewy on the way. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, I can't thank Shireen enough for uh, coming on and being part of this and a bit of a difference. Um, it's a bit of a, oh, I guess you almost call it a social experiment sort of, but um, it's not really, it's just changing the tables. So she'll mm. be back on. Um, cause she's yes. got a story of her own, um, which we want to dive into. So, um, I can't thank her enough for coming on and wanting to do this cause you've been oh. driving it and you've been at star and we've, I've gained a great friend as well. So mm. a massive thanks again to our sponsors and everybody that continues to get involved with what we do. They're all across the banner there. Any questions, feel free to, uh, let me know, but continuing, continue to subscribe, like, rate, comment, show us plenty of love, slide into DMs, any ideas about who you want to have on, let me know and we'll continue to grow. Thanks so much. Thank you. This is to all. Bye. And you are the goat. You're the goat. <laughs> See you at dinner. <laughs>